0: Welcome to Sporting Classics TV Podcast, powered by the Ram 1500, built to serve. Well, we're back for another Sporting Classics TV podcast. Chris Dorsey, we're we're headed to the flyover states of the Midwest this week.
1: Yeah, well, the, the prairie wetlands really kind of extend all across southwestern Canada, into you know, the Dakotas, Minnesota, you know, even a little bit into Iowa. It's about a 275,000 square mile ecosystem that was created by the glaciers that, that carved and scraped this myriad pockmark landscape, which to a duck looks like Disney World. You know, it's just the ultimate wetland playground where I think it's now about 60-65% of the ducks in North America yeah. Are produced in that prairie wetland ecosystem. So w- one of the reasons we're producing an IMAX film about that whole ecosystem is because so few people even know anything about it. You know, you you know of the Amazon, you know of the Serengeti, you know you even know of the Everglades and the importance of those ecosystems. They've been sort of branded through media and lots of documentaries over the years. But you know, nobody knows anything about the prairie wetlands unless maybe you're a duck hunter. But uh, for the average person, even a bird watcher, of uh, audubon supporter etc they they don't connect the dots and it's not just ducks it's i think it's like 120 different bird species that use that ecosystem and it's vital to these birds and 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 so protecting them and and i think david attenborough said something this is a paraphrase you can't expect people to care about a landscape and do something to protect it if they don't know about it so let's at least make them aware of of this amazing ecosystem that really is sort of the, the North American Amazon that nobody's ever heard of. So that's you know that's something as conservationists Ducks Unlimited Delta Waterfowl, the Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation out of Chicago all these groups are coming together to really help tell that story and, and, uh, and the film is, is this you know the IMAX experience is immersive. when you go into a 60 by 80 foot room or a screen that's 60 by 80 feet, you're, you're there you're transported to that place unlike any other medium there's no other format that can do that and so the hope is that we inspire people to want to protect this this amazing ecosystem and and uh, and, and come away energized and, and charged up to to want to make sure we keep that intact and and so there's all sorts of people involved you know from the conservation side at, at DU Delta Max McGraw, there's a huge ag interest in prairie wetlands and, and the prairie ecosystem in general. Obviously, it's a very productive agricultural zone, and and it's it's really heartening to see the ag community sort of embrace how important these ecosystems are, and and uh, and really are now working with the conservation community in a in a really concerted way. And in some cases, these farmers, you know, multi generations of farmers on the same farms and ranchers in, in uh, Canada and North and South Dakota are now coming back. And, and, and once they drained these wetlands and now they're re- rehabbing these wetlands, digging them out, putting them back. And it's, it's a great story. It's an amazing thing to see, you know, a series of wetlands come back to life and, and the birds come back to those ecosystems and, and those specific uh, wetlands. So it's it's, We think going to be a great story to uh, to showcase, and hopefully we can sort of brand, if you will, the Prairie Wetlands so it's top of mind in the American, and North American consciousness of of habitats as important as the Everglades and the Amazon and Serengeti. That's that's ultimately the goal because once they once they understand just how important it is for so many bird species, including many endangered bird species, hopefully they want to preserve
0: those and and save those ecosystems. That's that's the hope anyway. Sure, and I love the idea of following, the, you know, a few of these species, the, the yellow warbler and the mallard and the sandhill crane, really use these microcosms to show you how connected everything really is.
1: Yeah, those are the stars. Those are the stars of our film and and uh, seeing cranes, you know, which which don't really nest necessarily right there, they They nest above the the prairie wetlands, but they certainly use the prairie wetlands. It's an important part of of, uh, their their annual migration. And and then duck species and and, uh, the yellow warbler, which goes all the way down into Central Latin America. And and so they make these heroic migrations, and, and yet they're all coming home to the prairie wetlands. And without those prairie wetlands, none of these birds exist they just don't exist so it's it's a it's a great story it's an important story because you know we're of course losing some of this ground we got to feed a hungry planet so there's a lot of competing interests for that ground but i I think where we go with this is that there's a way to sort of have our have our grain and food and have our birds too if we're just smart about it sure
0: well avon chenard's a bit of an extremist our good friend, but he said there's no business to be done on a dead planet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was I think it was David Brower who said that, oh, and Yvonne right. quoted that. Quotes, okay. And and yeah, true enough. And and it's a question of how do we how do we take care of all the needs that we have, whether it's energy or ag and food production, fiber production, and yet keep our environment healthy. And that's always the the, the wrestling match that's happening. But I think this is a this is an optimistic story because I, I think agriculture is going to be a key part of the solution in the prairies, and and I think DU has rightly identified that, as has Delta for a long time, and they've been working with the ag community. And and frankly, when you look at programs like the Conservation Reserve Program, which created something like 30 million acres of upland habitat, nesting habitat for all sorts of birds, but particularly water birds surrounding these, these wetland complexes, that's really important. If we could get something like that in Canada, that's long been the hope if you could create some kind of a program like a conservation reserve in Prairie Canada, my God, we'd have skies full of birds. So anyway, we're not gonna give up.
0: Well, there's a lot of great work being done by our friends at DU and Delta. Uh,
1: and Max McGraw, and yeah. Max McGraw, and then yeah. we'll see that
0: same conservation message the screens, is it this fall, 2021?
1: Yeah, we're gonna do about a, I think it's a 60, 65 city advanced tour with the film. Um, and then, then it'll roll out into theaters, obviously as more theaters open up from, from COVID restrictions and things like that. So it's, uh, and the beauty of the IMAX film is these films stay in theaters for up to a decade. So they're around for a long time. It's not like a Hollywood premiere where it hits every theater in America on Friday night. And then it runs for three weeks, whatever. These films move around markets all over North
0: America, all over the world, and uh, and are going to keep cycling for a long period of time. Sure, and I like Charlie Potter's line where he pointed out that the 3D IMAX film is the only format where the audience has to duck.
1: Right, exactly, and and it's you know it's just so immersive and and engaging that. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how audiences react to it. We've got great filmmakers and, and really brilliant. The, the film looks extraordinary. Michael Keaton, Birdman himself,
0: is narrating, so it's got a, got a lot going for it. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And It's a wonderful story. I'm glad that we're telling it. This has been Sporting Classics TV Podcast, powered by the Ram 1500, built to serve. Follow Sporting Classics with Chris Dorsey on Instagram and Facebook at Sporting Classics TV.